Canto 1, Section 2, Number 2 And Savitri too awoke among these tribes that hastened to join the brilliant summoner's chant, and, lured by the beauty of the apparent ways, acclaimed their portion of ephemeral joy. Akin to the eternity whence she came, no part she took in this small happiness, a mighty stranger in the human field, the embodied guest within made no response. The call that wakes the leap of human mind, its checkered eager motion of pursuit, its fluttering hued illusion of desire, visited her heart like a sweet alien note. Time's message of brief light was not for her. In her there was the anguish of the gods, imprisoned in our transient human mold, the deathless conquered by the death of things. A vaster nature's joy had once been hers, but long could keep not its gold heavenly hue, or stand upon this brittle earthly base. A narrow movement on time's deep abysm, life's fragile littleness denied the power, the proud and conscious wideness in the bliss she had brought with her into the human form, the calm delight that weds one soul to all, the key to the flaming doors of ecstasy, earth's grain that needs the sap of pleasure and tears, rejected the undying rapture's boon, offered to the daughter of infinity, her passion flower of love and doom she gave. In vain now seemed the splendid sacrifice, a progetal of her rich divinity, herself and all she was she had lent to men, hoping her greater being to implant, that heaven might native grow on mortal soil. Hard is it to persuade earth nature's change, mortality bears ill the eternal's touch. It fears the pure divine intolerance of that assault of ether and of fire. It murmurs at its sorrowless happiness, almost with hate repels the light it brings. It trembles at its naked power of truth and the might and sweetness of its absolute voice. Inflicting on the heights the abysm's law, it sullies with its mire heaven's messengers. Its thorns of fallen nature are the defense. It turns against the Savior hands of grace. It meets the sons of God with death and pain. A glory of lightnings traversing the earth scene, their sun thoughts fading, darkened by ignorant minds their work betrayed, their good to evil turned, the cross, their payment for the crown they gave, only they leave behind a splendid name. A fire has come and touched men's hearts and gone, a few have caught flame and risen to greater life. Too unlike the world she came to help and save, 
her greatness weighed upon its ignorant breast, and from its deep chasms welled a dire return, a portion of its sorrow, struggle, fall. To live with grief, to confront death on her road, the mortal's lot became the immortal's share. Thus trapped in the gin of earthly destinies, awaiting her ordeal's hour abode, outcast from her inborn felicity, accepting life's obscure terrestrial robe, hiding herself even from those she loved, the Godhead greater by a human fate. A dark foreknowledge separated her from all of whom she was the star and stay, too great to impart the peril and the pain. In her torn depths she kept the grief to come. As one who watching over men left blind takes up the load of an unwitting race, harboring a foe with whom her heart must feed, unknown her act, unknown the doom she faced, unhelped she must foresee and dread and dare. The long foreknown and fatal morn was here, bringing a noon that seemed like every noon. For nature walks upon her mighty way, unheeding when she breaks a soul, a life. Leaving her slain behind, she travels on, man only marks in God's all-seeing eyes. Even in this moment of her soul's despair, in its grim rendezvous with death and fear, no cry broke from her lips, no call for aid. She told the secret of her woe to none. Calm was her face, and courage kept her mute. Yet only her outward self suffered and strove. Even her humanity was half divine. Her spirit opened to the spirit in all. Her nature felt all nature as its own. Apart, living within, all lives she bore. Aloof, she carried in herself the world. Her dread was one with the great cosmic dread. Her strength was founded on the cosmic mites. The universal mother's love was hers. Against the evil at life's afflicted roots, her own calamity its private sign. Of her pangs she made a mystic poignant sword. A solitary mind, a worldwide heart, to the lone immortal's unshared work she rose. At first life grieved not in her burdened breast, on the lap of the earth's original somnolence, inert, released into forgetfulness, prone it reposed, unconscious on mind's verge, obtuse and tranquil like the stone and star. In a deep cleft of silence, twixt two realms, she lay remote from grief, unsawn by care, nothing recalling of the sorrow here. Then a slow faint remembrance, shadow-like moved, and sighing she laid her hand upon her bosom, 
and recognized the close and lingering ache, deep, quiet, old, made natural to its place, but knew not why it was there nor whence it came. The power that kindles mind was still withdrawn. Heavy, unwilling were life's servitors, like workers with no wages of delight. Sullen, the torch of sense refused to burn. The unassisted brain found not its past. Only a vague earth nature held the frame. But now she stirred, her life shared the cosmic load. At the summons of her body's voiceless call, her strong, far-winging spirit traveled back, back to the yoke of ignorance and fate, back to the labor and stress of mortal days, lightening a pathway through strange, symbol dreams, across the ebbing of the seas of sleep. Her house of nature felt an unseen sway, illumined swiftly were life's darkened rooms, and memory's casements opened on the hours, and the tired feet of thought approached her doors. All came back to her, earth and love and doom, the ancient disputants encircled her like giant figures wrestling in the night. The godheads from the dim and conscient born awoke to struggle in the pang divine, and in the shadow of her flaming heart, at the somber center of the dire debate, a guardian of the unconsoled abyss inheriting the long agony of the globe. A stone still figure of high and godlike pain stared into space with fixed regardless eyes that saw grief's timeless depths but not life's goal. Afflicted by his harsh divinity, bound to his throne, he waited unappeased the daily oblation of her unwept tears. All the fierce question of man's hours relived. The sacrifice of suffering and desire earth offers to the immortal ecstasy began again beneath the eternal hand. Awake, she endured the moment's serried march and looked on this green, smiling, dangerous world and heard the ignorant cry of living things, amid the trivial sounds, the unchanging scene, her soul arose, confronting time and fate. Immobile in herself, she gathered force. This was the day when Sachavan must die.